I love every opportunity we have for the believer to realize who they are. We put up with a lot because we don't realize who we are. I don't know if you realize that or not. We're going to turn to Habakkuk tonight, chapter 1. We put a, I'll say it again. We put up with a lot because we don't realize who we are. The Bible tells us there's going to come a time when we're going to put our eyes on that old devil, that creature, the old dragon. And then when we see him, we're going to, we're going to wonder aloud, is this, is this he who, who tormented us and tore our life up in and, and amazement? Of what we put up with. <laughs> Might as well learn something about who you are now. You have access to his name. Amen. Find Habakkuk chapter 1. I'll remind you there's not a thing in the world wrong with the index in the front of your Bible. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Knew a pretty well-known preacher for all of his life. I think every Bible I've ever seen had a paperclip in the front in his hand, and that paperclip marked the index. He said, oh, I know where they're at now, but it reminds me of the time when I didn't, and that I don't need to have enough pride that I can't turn to see where the book is. Ain't nothing wrong with the index. Especially when you're trying to find all those little prophets <laughs> stuck between some of them one page. Habakkuk. We don't know a lot about him. I look at a little scholarship about him. It, his writings indicate that he was a highly educated man, highly learned. We know that he was a contemporary of Jeremiah. So the, Judah and the land of Israel was in a terrible state of affairs. Headed into Babylonian captivity. It was, it was a mess. Many scholars believe that Habakkuk was the, was the son of the Shunammite woman. In first, or Second Kings chapter 4, do y'all remember her? Are y'all even here? Because your, your eyes are all over the place. See, I can see the whole room. You say, why do you say stuff like that? Because I'm acutely aware of when I have your attention and when I don't. <laughs> and there's no need to talk if I don't. Many scholars believe that he was the son, maybe perhaps, of the Shunammite woman. Because the prophet told her that you would have a son that you can embrace. Habakkuk means... The embraced. <laughs> Y'all remember she was, her only cry was a son. And when she was given one after her barren years, that in the field one day, he, with his father, he began to cry, my head, my head. He said, take him to, my, take him to his mother, and he died. That son of the promise, remember? And his mother took him, had him taken up and laid on the bed of the man of God and ran to, to, to the man of God. And, then, and he said, is it well? And she said, it is well. Remember, her son, her son was dead. Her son was dead. 
And the prophet says, is it well with you? And her answer was, it is well. He came home. The prophet came back home with her and it says the Bible says that he went up and found the boy lay, laying dead upon the bed and that he stretched himself out across his body. It says eyes to eyes and mouth to mouth, face to face. And, brought, and prophesied life back into his body. <laughs> it was a mess. Can we just walk through it just a second? Verse 1 of chapter 1 says the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Do you look around and see a burden? And he had questions. I intended to preach the tonight from Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail, but I was in the prayer room tonight and the Spirit of God said this to me. He said, I will do a work in your day. That's what he said. He said, I will do a work in your day. Which you would not believe. Though it were told you. Hmm. That'll make you stop. That'll make you stop. I thought, I think I've heard this before. The prophet asked a question, said, this is the burden which Habakkuk saw. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Even cry out to you, violence, and you shall not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? I can relate to that question. There's been many times in, in prayer and in, and in, and in the Word and, and just I, I, I tend sometimes to see things that other, thing, other people don't seem to see. My wife uh, would tell you that I, I have, pers- I, I, when we first got married, she would say, how do you know this? I say, I just know things. And I wouldn't be in a smart aleck. I just know things. That God would reveal things. And I got to tell you, sometimes you wonder when, when God is revealing what's, what's really going, there's what's, Sister Tennyson always says, there's what's happening, that there's what's really going on. And it's not an easy thing to have the word of the Lord in you and to see the things that maybe people haven't even noticed yet and to cry to God and to preach the word to no avail. It's not easy. How long will I cry that you don't hear? Even when I cry violence, you should not save. Why? Listen to his question. Why do you, you here's God, why, capitalize, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore the law is powerless. Have y'all noticed that in this day? Have you looked around the country and have you noticed that the law is powerless? 
Why are you showing it to us? And justice never goes forth. Does it feel that way sometimes? This is the prophet's questions to God. I want you to notice in just a second, God doesn't mind the question. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. It feels familiar. Does it feel familiar? In verse 5, the Lord answers the question. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded this is God speaking for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you for indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans that's the Babylonians who is raising them up God was raising them up a bitter and a hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth and will possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. And they are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards. And more fierce than the evening wolves. Their chargers charge ahead. Their cavalry come from afar. They fly as the eagle that hastens to eat. Listen to who's speaking and answering. This doesn't sound like victory, does it? They, are, they all come for violence. Their faces are set like the east wind. They gather captives like sand. They scoff at kings. <coughs> the, and princes are scorned by them. They deride every stronghold. And they heap, up, they heap up earthen mounds and seize it. Then his mind changes and he transgresses and he commits offense. Ascribing this power to his God. Verse 12, Habakkuk asks another question. Are you not from everlasting to everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, you have appointed them for judgment. O Rock, you have marked them for correction. You are pure, you are of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours? Does this not sound like our questions? Do we not ask the same thing? Do you watch the news and you, you say, how long could this go on? Are you not God? Come on. I do. I mean, God, how long can this go? Verse 15, and they take up all the hook and they catch them with their feet and they gather them with their dragnet. Therefore they rejoice and are glad. Therefore they sacrifice to the net and burn the, the incense of their dragnet because, them, because by them they shall share in sumptuousness and their food plentiful. Shall they therefore empty their net and continue to slay the nations without pity? It's a bad time. 
I talked about this morning. I talk about the I, I talk about returning the church to what's normal for the child should be normal for the child of God. Remember? That what is what what is scriptural today seems what's the word? It, it, it seems what should be just scriptural today seems radical is the word I'm looking for. There is nothing good about what Habakkuk is seeing. And he is seeing it. He's not imagining it. It's, not, it's as bad as he thinks it is. And God has answered him and said, Be utterly astounded. For I will do in your, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. We had shout and run around the building. Shout and run around the building. I will work a work in your days that you would not believe had I told you. And then the invaders come, and they're, and they're worse than they could have ever imagined. And then they, he has the word of the Lord. You'd be thinking, boy, I miss God on that. And all the time, it was God. It was God the whole time. God allowed it. Why? Because his people were so far from him that there had to be something that would bring them back. Never lose sight of the fact that all power is in God's hands. Contemporary of Jeremiah, remember? Always refer to it. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Everybody's favorite verse. Remember in what his plan was three verses later? You're going into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. That's what the plan is. And by the way, he said it was a plan, a, a, a good plan, a plan, a plan to preserve you, a plan, and not a wicked plan, a good plan. You're going into captivity. Listen to Habakkuk's response. And what is it? I'm talking about where we're at. Where, you know what I'm really talking about? When we praise. And when we shout. And when, and when, and when, when, when should we praise? When should we shout? When it's good? All the time. I prayed on Facebook just before we walked in the doors tonight. There's no such thing as a silent praise. It does not exist. There is no such thing as a silent praise. When you praise God only when it's good? No, that's not it. Habakkuk's giving us something to look at. Uh, listen to the promise. Church, listen to the promise. Listen, we're not even going to a hard place. We all know, you don't need me to tell you how bad it is. What you need to hear is what God said in the prayer room, is that I will work a work in your day. That you would not believe had I told you. I, I wish I was at liberty to tell you some things that the Lord is working in this life and in this church and the things of this church that literally right now, if I could tell you, you would not believe it should I tell you? And God has say, said to the preacher tonight in the prayer room, I will work a work in your day. And you would not believe it even if I told you. No matter what's going on around you, Habakkuk is answering the questions. And it's as bad as he sees. 
It's, he's not blowing it up. He's, he's not drawing a picture that's bigger than what it was. He, he's not being dramatic. It's bad. And when, he says, shall they then therefore, therefore empty their net and continue to pray? Listen to Habakkuk. He says, I will stand my watch. I and set myself on the rampart and watch and see what he shall say to me. In the opening verses, he's saying, why are you showing it to me? In the opening verses, he says, I, why, do, why do I cry you don't hear and you do not say? Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? That's his questions for God. By, by chapter 2, he says, I will, I will stand my watch. I will set myself on the rampart. And I will watch and see what he will say to me. He being God. And what I will answer when I am corrected. <laughs> Hear that. Hear that. And what I will answer when I am corrected. And the Lord answered me. Hear that. And the Lord answered me. And said, write the vision. Make it plain upon the tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is for an appointed time. Not a random time. Somebody hear me. The vision is not for a random time. It is for an appointed time. Write the vision and make it plain. Last Sunday night I began to write the vision and make it plain that we will be a praising church. That we will raise our children to know the Word of God. That we will walk in power. That we, that we are a full gospel church. That the norm, listen to me, the norm for, for His church is a church that walks in the power of the Holy Ghost that is not an exceptional Christian that is a normal Christian that is not a denominational Christian that is just a Christian that were, God never intended his church to not walk in his power where in the world do we start believing that the things of the spirit were for denominations they were for this people and that people but I don't really need it let me tell you something listen to me every face in this building you need the power of the Holy Ghost whether you think you do or you don't. You may say, my papa didn't have that. My mama didn't have that. My, my, my folks were against it. Your folks were wrong, for one thing. And if your papa was a great and godly man, and I'm sure he was, if he'd have had the power of the Holy Ghost, there's no telling what he could have done. Your papa and your mama and your family and your denomination and all those things are not the measure of God's plan for your life. Peter. They're not the measure. The Word of God is the measure for God's plan for your life. You say, preacher, you say things and say it too clear. Write the vision. Make it plain upon the tablets so that they who read it can run with it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But in the end, it shall speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. 
nothing's changed. I'm going to remind you that in Habakkuk's life, nothing has changed. He still said, he went from, why do you show me, to, to show me. But I will, I will stand my watch and I will, I will watch and see what you say to me. He went from, why do you show me, till I will watch for it. Hear me, church. I'm, I, I have no, I'm, 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 I, I promise you I'm done. I'm done. What church services and religion that changes nothing? Done. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it shall come. Listen, there's people sitting in this room right now, watching right now, that may, either physically you sit here and done it, or in your mind you are rolling your eyes at me. Your, your doubt and your, and your mocking and your scoffing does not change the will of God, the Word of God, or the way of God. It changes nothing. It's still His plan. It's still His way. And here's the thing. God says things like this. It's not Monty Hall, let's make a deal. It's not. We've had let's make a deal Christianity all of my life. What's behind door number one or door number two or door number three? I'll take door number two because I don't want what's behind door number three. It's not let's make a deal. God's word is this is the deal. He says this is the way. Walk you in it. He doesn't take a poll. He doesn't ask an opinion. It doesn't change him when people don't believe him. We return to the Word. When we return to the Word, God will do His part. Because His Word is settled. And He is not a God that He can lie. Or the Son of Man that He would repent. Listen to me. What he says he will do, he will do. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But, wow, this this is way too early on in the word of God to say this. But the just shall live by faith. The just shall shall live by faith. (laughs) Can't see what's going right. Can't see that it's ever going to be made right. Nobody's what? Nobody's repenting. I'll tell you in Jeremiah's day, nobody's repenting. But the just shall live by faith. How important is that statement? Paul said in Romans 1, 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation for the Jew first and then for the Greek. For in it, that is the gospel, is revealed, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, for as it is written. Where is it written? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I could just run through it in a hurry because it'll sound familiar to you again indeed because he transgresses by wine. He's a proud man. 
He does not stay at home because he enlarges his desire as hell. He is like death that cannot be satisfied. He gathers all himself to the nation. He heaps on himself all the peoples. Will not take up a proverb against him. Verse, verse 9 says, Woe to him who covets evil gain into his house. Verse 12 says, Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed. Verse 15 says, Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk. <laughs> we can preach that later. <laughs> Verse 18, what profit is the image that its maker should that carve it and mold? Talking about idolatry and molded image of a teacher of lies and the maker of, of its mold should trust in it to mute idols. Woe to him who says to wood, awake to the silent stone, arise. And I shall teach. Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver. Yet in it, there's no breath at all. But the Lord, listen, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth keep silent before him. And then he begins to pray. And then, I'll say it again, and then he begins to pray. Can I, can, I, can I just catch you up on what Habakkuk has done? Because I'm just running through it. Can I catch you up on what he's done? He begins to implore, implore the Lord about the things the Lord's showing him. Why are you showing me these things? And when are you going to do something about it? And God says, I'm going to do it in your day. And you wouldn't believe me if I told you how I'm going to do it. But, that, but I'm going to do it. And he goes from, why do you show me to I, to I will watch. And I will write it. And I will make it plain. So, so why? So the ones that can see it and want to follow it will follow. For the just. He said, I don't know how it's, it's, he said, I don't know how it's going to happen. Let me tell you what he's saying. Nothing, I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't see it. Hear me, church. I can't see it. I can't hear it. I can't smell it. I can't taste it. I can't even touch it. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen. By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed. <laughs> By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother. By faith, Noah built an ark to the saving of his household. <laughs> By faith, Abraham, when he was stricken in years and his body was dead, Sarah and Abraham conceived a son. I'm talking about the things when that was promised they couldn't see. Come on. He says the just, the justified, the ones that are right before God, they're not going to live by what's going on around them. Come on, church. Get your eyes off what's going on around them. I tell you what, I, I am going to vote for whoever will do the best for this country according to the Word of God. But I couldn't care less who ends up in Washington, D.C. Couldn't care less. Because we have a promise from God and His Word tells exactly how it's going to play out. And there's nothing in Washington. There's nothing in the U.N. There's nothing in the, there's nothing in the European Union. There's nothing, there's nothing that's going to stop it. 
His word is going to be carried out. It's why the preachers of this nation and the world should be standing up and saying, I'm going to stand on the wall. I'm going to stay a watchman. I'm going to, to bring the church back to what the word of God says. I'm going, they, it says don't, he says, I'm going to write the vision. I'm writing the vision. There's nothing extreme about biblical Christianity. It's just Christianity. Make it plain again so they that read it can run with it. And hear me, no matter what you can see around you or how you understand it, the just, that's the ones that are standing righteously before God, shall live by faith. Not blind faith. I've lived too long to have blind faith, Matt. You got to come down here in just a second. There's a reason for it because if God's ever done anything for you that came by faith, you're not blind. Blind faith. That's just a dumb statement. Oh, you serve God blind faith. No, it's not blind faith because I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I love that sign. I love that line. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. It was not blind faith. I knew, I know the mess I was in. And I know that I couldn't do anything about it. But I know when I cried to him in faith that grace came and he changed my situation. It's not blind at all. It's not blind at all. Duel, it's not blind at all. When I look out here and see what you was four months ago and I see what you are today, my faith is strengthened. You know why? Because the just shall live by faith. And it's not blind at all because I can see it. Faith becomes sight. It's not blind at all. Whenever I've seen people that was on their way out of this place and the Lord gives the word and breath comes back to their lungs and they walk around about healthy for years after that. It's not, my faith is not blind at all. Are you hearing me? My faith's not blind at all. I'm surrounded. By proof of who he is and what he's done. You know what? I know what he's done before. He'll do it again. And what he's done for me, he'll do for you. And I got to, what he's done for you, he'll do for me. <laughs> oh, write it, make it plain. People taught again. Can I just can I just put a pen right here? I don't know about all that Holy Ghost stuff. I don't know about all that baptism and the Holy Ghost stuff. I don't know about all the Holy Ghost stuff. You say, I wish you'd quit talking about that Holy. You can go on wishing because it ain't gonna happen. You can just go on wishing. Because it's not gonna happen. But I'm gonna tell you something. I think one of the most, I've heard every argument in the book. I got it all when I got saved. No, you didn't. <laughs> I can tell you right now you didn't. Because there's one thing I can tell you. That the Bible talks about it, the baptism and the spirit that would come because Jesus is the baptizer. And he says it is, it, is a, it is a baptism that the world cannot receive. You had to, get, you had to be saved already to receive it. 
because it's in the world, cannot receive. Oh, uh, people, all people taught about, that was, for the, that was for the apostolic age. I won't go over that again. That's bunk. Not going to even go there. Oh, it was for the, close, the, canon, the canon of Scripture. They had no idea about the canon of Scripture. The canon of Scripture wasn't even, wasn't even fully decided for a thousand years. That's not it. Well, it was for them and not for me. I'm sorry, but the Word of God says that it's for every believer. Whosoever will. You're a whosoever. Well, uh, it's just made up. And, and that, of the devil, I've told you before. That of the de- I love that of the devil stuff. That's why, you know, there's a lot. John MacArthur preaches just of the devil. Well, Brother MacArthur, I, I trust that you're my brother. You don't think I am sometimes, but I trust that you're my brother. Yeah, he says that stuff's of the devil. I got news for you, Brother MacArthur. If the, if the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a devil, it's the only devil I've ever seen that caused people to be a powerful witness for Jesus Christ. That's an amazing devil. It's the only devil I've ever seen that gave people the strength to say no to the things they couldn't say no to before. It's the only devil I've ever seen that changed people's situations completely. What a devil. It's not a devil. He even accused Jesus of the same junk when he was healing people. They said he's healing of Beelzebub. They were saying he was, this devil was healing people and setting them free. What did I mean? Jesus said, how ridiculous. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Will not stand. But one of my favorite testimonies, you can theologize it, you can explain it away, you can denominationalize it away, you can grandma it away, you can pride it away, and that's mostly what it is. You can think it's not for you just because you haven't received. It makes no difference. One of my favorite testimonies ever in my life was Suzanne Cox, who was what a mess she was. 37 years old, drug addicted. Drunk, all of her teeth missing, everything else, and stumbles into a camp meeting by the hand of God. Put her there. And walks in, she gets saved. Two nights later, the preacher's preaching on the baptism of the Holy, in the Holy Spirit. She don't even know what it is. He said, he said, all I know to say to you is that there's in here, people in here that want all that God has for you. Get to the front right now. And she said, I come down with all the tribe of Israel, pressing against the front. And he reached and he couldn't even get to her. And you gotta tell you, you gotta understand she knows nothing. 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 The only church she's ever known was coming into Mamaw's church, she says, where the organist comes out and sits down like Phantom of the Opera and plays a hymn and they go home. She knows nothing. She gets saved. You want everything God has for you? Yes. Stretch your hand toward me. She couldn't even reach him. But when she stretched her and, and she turned to her little friend behind her and says, what do you think? She says, go with it. And she stretches her hands forward. And they can't even meet. And, says, and, the, and the power and the fire of God shoots through that little girl's body at the time. And she hits the floor and comes up speaking in another tongue. But let me tell you what that, well, let me tell you about that. This is why I told you that story. Listen to what she says. I am the first person I ever heard speak in tongues. Oh, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. Suzanne's testimony, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't have a, you need it, family. 
She didn't have a you need it Bible. She didn't have a it's of the devil theology or denominational theology. She knew nothing. Nothing. And her testimony is, I, myself, am the first person I ever heard speak in tongues. It's amazing what can happen when people are just hungry. See, they wouldn't, they wouldn't ever, they would, Matt, they wouldn't able to teach her into it or teach her out of it. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's just his plan. It's just his plan. It's normal. It's completely normal. It is just completely normal. Let me tell you what's abnormal. I got time. You want to know what's abnormal? Is it all right? Is it okay? I'll tell you what's abnormal. You're not going to find it. You know why I know it's abnormal? Because you can't find it anywhere. Not one place in the book. You can't find it anywhere in the book. You want to know what's abnormal? I'll tell you what's abnormal. The idea that you come and sit down and fold your hands and listen to a guy talk and leave and call it worship. We think it's abnormal that, 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 that spirit-filled people praise and, and worship and clap and, 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 and demonstratively and, and audibly and in front of... I, I grew up with friends that made fun of that because they thought we were the weirdos. And before, listen, listen to me. Before there was ever a church... I mean, before the book of Acts chapter 2, before there was ever a church, you know what the Lord would say to the nation of Israel? Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. That was before there was a Pentecost to make fun of. Or a high church to make it not needed anymore. That was, that was under the old covenant. Now we have a better covenant based on better promises. They had, they had the Holy Spirit that showed up at times. And Jesus said, he has been with you, but he shall be in you. What you don't understand, church folks. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It'll help you. When you get there, you're just going to want to talk to some people. I'm going to want to talk to some people. Are you going to want to talk to some people? You're going to have time to talk to some people. I'm going to want to talk to some people. I am. I'm going to want to talk to some people. You say, I, I want to talk to David. I, I, that'd be great. I want to talk, I'd like to talk to David too. Sweet singer of Israel. I'd like to talk to him. Tell, tell me about when you wrote, Bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Tell me about how you were hiding in a cave, running out of your house in the middle of the night barefoot with your son chasing you after your kingdom, and you could write, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that was in me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who heals, who forgives all of my iniquities, and heals all of my diseases. Tell me about it, David. Tell me about, tell me about what was going on in your life when you wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. <laughs> Tell me, Paul, what, what was you singing in that prison? 
Was it once like a bird in prison I dwelled? Were you the writer? Amen. What were you singing, Paul? But it said that the other prisoners heard you. And they heard such a sound that it brought such a presence of God that the, that the jail began to shrink. Tell me about it. Tell me about it, Moses. What was it like when the death angel passed over and you walked out? What was it like whenever you, come, you were slaves the day before, but you walked out with the treasure of Egypt the next day, not one sick or feeble among you? What was it like? Think about it. What was it like, Noah, when you preached for 120 years and your family's the only one that got off? What was it like? I got lots of questions. Oh, I got lots more. You got questions? But I believe with all of my heart. See, Paul's the only one that can answer this next one. I talked about Paul a little bit. All the, anyone, the rest of those you named, you know what they're going to do? Because see, the patriarchs and the heroes of faith, and they are, They're going to be the most interested in the unnamed, unknown, smallest among you believer that got saved by faith and that God filled them with the power of his spirit. That patriarch David is going to want to talk to you. Noah's going to want to talk to you. Abel's going to want to talk to you. Abraham's going to want to talk to you. Sarah's going to want to talk to you. Samson is going to want to talk to you. You know why? They're going to say occasionally in my life, I felt the power of God come upon me. And it was magnificent. But tell me, little unknown believer that lived in 2023, that nobody knows your name. You just know how, you just believe God. He filled you with the Spirit. You know how to pray. They're going to come and say, those patriarchs are going to say, what was it like? Jeff, they're going to. There's no doubt in my mind. We're interested in talking to them about the stories of the Word. They're going to be interested in talking to us about the things of the Spirit. What was it like? Because the Spirit came on me, and, I, and we still read about it. But what was it like when the Spirit came into you? And abides. What was it like when He came to stay? Hallelujah is right. What's it, what was it like? They're going to. Write the vision, make it plain upon the tablets that those who read it may run. Listen, I'm telling you, we're, we are returning. If nobody else goes, though, you know what? If nobody goes with me, I'm going anyway. I'm returning to the, to the, to the things of the Bible. I'm returning to the things that, that we think are extreme that are just biblical Christianity. <laughs> Write the vision, make it proud. Make it, make it plain that they who read it may run. Oh, Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of my years. Habakkuk begins to pray. His glory covers the heavens and his earth. By the way, his earth was full of praise. His brightness was like light and he had rays flashing from his hand and, there was pow- and his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence and fever followed at his feet the names of the idolatrous priests and the pagan priests who, can, who worship in the, and the host of heavens on the housetop whom, those whom worship and swear oaths to the Lord but also to them of Malcolm those who have turned back from following the Lord and have not sought the Lord nor inquired of him 
Be silent in the presence of our Lord God. For the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice and has invited gifts. And he goes on and he prays and he prays and he prays and he prays and he prays. But when he gets done praying, he sings a little song. In verse 17. Though the fig tree, I don't know what the tune was, but though the fig tree may not blossom. Do you hear what he's starting out? Though the fig tree may not blossom. I want to know before we even read any further, are you picking up on something? Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit beyond the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail, And the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold. And there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I looked that up because I wanted to know about it. You know what it means? It means exactly the same thing as yet I will praise him. Yeah, I have, you know what he's saying? I have your promises. And, I, and no, I hadn't seen them yet. Hello? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like the deer's feet. King James says, He makes my feet like hind's feet. And He will make me walk high on the hills. Do you, I'm going to say it again. You know what He said? I may not see the fig tree bloom and bear fruit. I may not see the harvest come in. There may not be a single animal in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And He will make my feet like hind's feet. That means he made, he made him run swiftly and be able to leap. Makes me think of I run through the city, jump over a wall. <laughs> yeah. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and the God of, and the, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord will make, will give us, will give him, The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like the deer's feet and he will make me walk high upon the hills. To the chief musician with my stringed instruments. Well, you know what he was saying there at the end? Send it to the music people and set it to music because we're about to sing. That's what he said. Church, listen to me. Time's not coming. The, night, the time is. He says, I will do a work in your day. And I got news for you. If it's in my day, it's in your day. Though I told you, you wouldn't believe it. But go ahead and write the vision and make it plain upon the tablets that they who read it may run. And when it's all said and done, even when you hadn't seen it yet, I'll rejoice in the God of my salvation. He'll give me the strength, the joy 
and the strength. He'll make my feet, he'll make me run like a deer. <laughs> Rejoice. Paul said it this way. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice.